Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh, my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Hey, 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 welcome hey. to our show, Queer hey, Nundrum. Sorry. <laughs> I can't control him. I'm sorry. We don't even live in the same time zone. There's nothing I could do to stop this guy. Welcome to our show, Cornundrum, a podcast that is aimed at bringing the queer community together. What is queer? Queer is LBGTQAI. And what do we talk about? Yes. Everything. We talk, what about whatever we want? Questions that you bring up to us, questions that we hear in the general public. We talk about history, we talk about fiction, we talk about terminology. Questions we have. Exactly. We, we're we trying to learn, and as we are learning about our community and our culture, we share that with you guys and vice versa. That's what we're here about. And to get us off you know, going here, I will just start off by saying, hey, I'm your wonderful host, Holly Greystone. And I'm your other fabulous host gary m thorin jr and i have to say i'm i'm pretty excited about our our show today we have we're going to be talking about sex baby so stick with us before we get into that though i want to i'm just curious now that gary is back home no longer in the studio here recording with me gary how are you doing um all our pullman listeners are going to hate this i'm glad to be home (laughs) I really am. I think they understand. I think anybody yeah. knows who's away from their home for an extended period of time is like, yeah, I'm glad to be in my space. Well, and quite honestly, I'm realizing I've got some wonderful friends there, but Pullman isn't my home anymore. You know, friends and family, my God, I love seeing my grandsons, kids, all my friends, but it's not my home anymore. It, it's not, um, I don't, I can't say this place is my home, but you know, but you eventually, know, you know, now that it's, this is, this doesn't hold a home for you anymore. No. It holds love yeah. and holds value, oh, oh yeah, but it doesn't hold a home for you. No. And it was again, wonderful to see everybody. Um, <laughs> heard <laughs> so many things about my old job that I, uh-huh. Couldn't imagine going back to work there. So yeah, it was it, for all those reasons. It was really good to go there. Um, and honestly, it gets out of your what, system. Got it. It really did. Boy, it's out. Um, what we probably plan on doing from now on is, like, say we we you and I talked about this. You know, mm-hmm. getting together in Denver or some other place, um, and with my other friends doing the same kind of thing. Uh, like with my daughters, uh, going to see them, but probably like a two day trip to see them and then, and then leaving kind of thing. I don't, this was, it, it was wonderful to see people, but it was also on the other side of it. All of a sudden I said all the goodbyes before and I'm saying goodbyes again. And yeah, you know, a couple of times yep. like, holy fuck, I'm done with this. But <laughs> so I'm that, so I'm glad to be back. Um, because we're, Ahead of the ahead of Washington State uh, on COVID regulations, our the pool here is an indoor pool is completely open. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's two pools in town. Then I'm talking about the one that's uh, the community pool. Completely open. I've gone there two days in a row, gone swimming. Nice. Right I know now, you love swimming. My, per- my percentages are higher than yours, which doesn't ever happen. So I'm enjoying that fact. So Yeah, let me just take a time check. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. I'm going to have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll fix that. Don't you worry about it. That This Apple competition's going down. It's a, I, it's been wonderful swimming and um I it's I, I you I would suggest anybody coming coming to our community pool it's a gorgeous pool it's got places for kids to play it's just it's a wonderful place so um did that I got together with a couple of my friends who live here who contacted me several times scared death I wasn't coming home that they thought for sure that <laughs> oh no Gary's going home not coming back and so, and so, um other than that uh, for those of you who do follow me on Facebook and there's a lot of you and I thank you guys all a lot Absolutely. I'm not ignoring you I got hacked and um it put whatever the person who hacked me put me in Facebook jail so I'm there I'm trying to figure it out now Please keep going to Quirinundrum the um, on Facebook. Holly's keeping that going right now because she's amazing at it. So don't don't stop. But also, you can always always follow me on Twitter at Gary underscore Thorn T H O R E N, and I will follow you back and I will tell you how wonderful you guys are. So in the meantime, uh, we're having fun teasing Gary on Facebook because he can't he can't get in and do anything about it. Like he go on, like maybe like look at his husband's page. Well, I can't eat. Yeah. But in oh. general, like no bad dad jokes. He tells but terrible bad dad jokes. So we don't I, have I've offered anybody who wants to, I will still text them to you personally. Yes. So you just, you might have to you yeah. reach out to him and set that up. I will not. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, but our, our Facebook page is still up. It does not look like it was affected. Think, thankfully we want to be able to yeah. stay connected with you guys. Um, so I, I will be managing that full time and, we, and, and Twitter uh, sorry, and Instagram. Instagram. Yep. And of course, then our webpage, you know, we, you know, yep. Yep. So we keep everything things, updated. Yeah. You can connect with us still. So if you see that it's not because uh, he's running away by any means, no. it's just some asshole in the world has messed with his account, which is so poor crap. Holly. Cause we are in different time zones. <laughs> so I waited as long as I could. Cause I get all these fucking alerts, you know, going off and, and I'm going, what the hell's going on? And at first, honest guy, I thought Holly was drunk and was texting me in the middle of the night. You know, I'm not, not that I don't love you not dearly. Like, but I I thought, do, I, like I've ever no, you, done that. She's <laughs> never done that. But my mind went to that for some unknown reason. You know, I am an unknown. Is Holly drunk texting me? <laughs> so I am say, an unknown, but not that bad. <laughs> well, and you're also because um, there, you know, I, I set it up where certain people can get through to me. You're one of those people can get through to me no matter what, you know, Aww. so that's, so. Um, there's very few people who have that ability. That was very sweet of you. But, and so then these poor, so the the listeners understand. So I'm up at four in the morning trying to, what the hell is going on? And oh my God. And I don't know what's going on because I can't even get into my fucking Facebook account to see what's going on. So I'm freaking out and I keep going, okay, I know she's an early riser. I know she's an early riser. Okay. She might be awake now. And I said, you know, I thought a very nice text that just said, very nice. It was not (laughs) alarming. It wasn't like, oh shit, but I did get the, I did get the indication that now would be a good time to respond. And I'm if barely, you're, yeah, if you're barely awake, awake you know? barely awake, <laughs> like one eye kind of open. I'm like, uh, and oh, you honestly, is, 
this is early. I need to, I, something's not right. I'm like, what's up? My I, fucking Facebook's been, I mean, he was raging pissed. Well, and honestly, <laughs> there's so few people I know I could get a hold of about it. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, not that I don't love you dearly, Tracy, but what the fuck Tracy's going to do? Yeah. What would Dean do? It's like these people right. who I needed somebody who had, who actually, and also who's, who gets like done. I told you, I was more worried about it affecting queer gender. That was my big concern. I thought, oh, holy hell. So I was making sure that I literally one of the first I asked to make sure the queer nundrum or, or queer nundrum page is okay because that was my right. big my big concern. That's so. right, guys. In a crisis, he was thinking of you. I really was, and maybe a little bit. I didn't want Holly to get pissed at me for something I had no control over. But I just, and I wouldn't. I think bit. I think you know me no. well enough to know I wouldn't actually be mad at you for something. But you also know me well enough to know that I would I would have been pissed off at my, well I yeah. was at yes. myself you and would have been double off, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, um, so that's been my last two days. Well, today, but it felt like it's been 48 hours. So, so well, that, that's what I've I'm been glad that you with. had a safe journey and that you're back home and that you're getting back into the routine of things. It was really good to see you. It was, it was, it was good to be back and I can't wait till we're hopefully in the Portland area together at some point in the future. At some point but, you in know, the future. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, it was wonderful to see. Um, I honestly, it's so for the listeners, I don't felt, I, it was kind of weird. I felt I spent less time with Holly and Desiree than a lot of other people because I see Holly all the time. Mm-hmm. Desiree sort of got screwed because of that. A little bit. You yeah. Know? She's, she was a little bummed. Yeah. So, um, so tell Desiree to come visit me. We'll, yeah, we'll, I'll just we'll stick her on the airplane and just send her out yeah. to, to you. <laughs> put a note on her that says stick a note on her, please. Yeah. Once once <laughs> once she arrives, deliver to this address. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I felt Desiree sort of got screwed. And again, I and I know she listens. I am so sorry, Jen. She's the one I overslept through. I made every other appointment mm-hmm. that I I and she, of course to one of the nicest people on the planet. Right. I, 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 I just adore and, them so yeah. <laughs> much. Like how I talk about just genuine compassion and love just, and they, and, and it's times two. It's so, I just oh. love them. I know. Love them. Love them. Love them. They're, they're like, a, they're like double care bears, you know? All right. So Holly, what's been going on with you other than spending time with this amazing person? Oh, you mean me, hanging me, out with my mom? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about my mom. Oh, <laughs> my mom surprised me. She came up for a visit. She was supposed to be over here during Mother's Day. Um, now, mind you, we're saying all this. We're all fully vaccinated and for the most part eating, meeting outside. Um, except oh. for in the case of my mom visiting, she was fully vaccinated as well. And she's she was supposed to come over for Mother's Day, but she her tire she blew a tire which ripped out her sensors. In her car, so she didn't feel comfortable making the the drive over a mountain pass. So she got everything. She got mostly everything fixed, and she decided that she wanted to still come and see me the following weekend. So she came down, and yeah, she's a sweet person, absolutely. And she actually got her car fixed for five hundred dollars cheaper than she would have if she had gotten it done over on the in because the area she, where she lives. She came to where there's a where her daughter's a lesbian and can get stuff done. Correctly. I get shit done. So. I get shit done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're able to get that fixed and get her back on the road. Um, it was good for her to visit. Her dogs came to visit as well. Uh, also at visiting at the same time was my wife's mother. So I had two mothers in the house for four days, five days. And Usually you just kind of chill with your family, except for it was a lot of, 
Sorry. Usually you just chill with your family, but it was a lot of like, let's get shit done. So I ended up building a gorgeous cabinet to hang our microwave on, which I um, I talked a little bit about in our last podcast, but it's finished, fully finished now. And we discovered that the microwave had a giant crack in it and has been probably leaking some form of microwave radiation into the house for a period of time, which is not awesome. So we got a new microwave uh, literally that night when we discovered the issue. And I've been working on my drywall project is coming along. I'm moving into the next phase on that project. Pretty excited to get uh, the kiddos moved into their room. And the newest, biggest thing that's going on is I, one of my rental properties, my first house I purchased, I am putting on the market and I'm selling it. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Cause we're mo- just kind of going back to the conversation that you, that you brought up about us moving to Portland. Our goal for my wife and I is, is to be either in Portland, Seattle, or LA. She is a, a costume designer. She wants to design for shows. She has designed for shows. Um, that's on that's stage productions, but also movies and, and TV. And she just she wants to be doing that more full time. And in order for me to help support our family, I need to be in an area that has a better job opportunities. And there's not very good job opportunities over here. So no Portland is the goal. And I don't want to have to not, I would, I would rather come back to Pullman and visit my friends and not have yeah. to fix a rental property. So yep. I am going to be offloading that. I'm also going to be stepping down from some committees so I can focus more full time on Cornundrum. Really want to be here for our community. I believe in our <laughs> project. <laughs> And I believe that we have something amazing here and I want to continue to be here for people. And so I got, I have to trim things down a little bit so I can make sure that I have the energy for that. And then the biggest thing from that is we actually picked out our puppy, Bon Bon, Bon Bon Greystone. I'm not not happy with the name. I'm just going to say right now. Well, I didn't ask you, but I I know. And you should have. (laughs) No, you should have. I just, we are very, we're very happy with the name. Um, Bonbon is adorable. There's a possibility, a very small, small possibility that we may end up with two, but it's very, very small. Um, The one, there's a second dog of the litter that got chosen to do service work for someone who is blind or has some medical conditions or Mm -hmm. is living with some sort of disability. Uh, They may not complete all their tests. So dogs go through a series of tests to, to, you know, decide whether or not they will go forward with the training. And if they fall out of that training program for some reason, they will likely get put back up for adoption. And so there's a co- possible. He's adorable. He literally mumbles when he sleeps. It's the cutest thing. He like talks in his sleep. They're all cute when they're puppies and kitties and, and babies and they grow up. And he, they will all be equally adorable. And Not the kitty, not the cat. Max or is the okay humans. with this. Max, Max is a, okay with it. Max doesn't get a choice. However, Max has been around puppies and other other dogs for his whole life for the most part. And he does pretty good. I know. I do feel a little bit for him. He's going to run away to Kevin's. You understand that, right? I, you know what? I've had dreams that Alexa has come to pick him up and taken him. Yes, I have. Okay. Yes. Just saying. Right. <laughs> but I think it's going to be fine. Um, Max Max is a, a very energetic dog and wants to roll around and play. And I'm getting a little too old to roll around on the ground with him. So it'd be nice to actually have a, a playmate for him. Finally. Um, okay. I think, are we ready to get into yeah, the show? Yeah, I'd say. So if, yeah, if you got nothing else, I'm like, guys, check out this. 
<laughs> I'm going to edit this in post. Don't you worry about it. Oh, uh, I'm good with it anyway. So yeah. So that's, so that's kind of what's up, but yep. Other than that, I really love where we're going into this next phase of our conversation. So stick with us. We're going to jump into our interview. And if you have questions at the end of this interview, connect with us on any of our social media platforms so that we can, we can follow up on that. Excellent. <laughs> I am so excited to introduce our, our next and most fabulous guest, Jessica Biles. She Jessica, is an Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. She is a, a remind me, a, an award-winning sexpert. Sexpert. Woo-woo. She had, you, if you guys are not following her social media accounts at the end of this, we're going to make sure that you have everything you need to connect and watch her stuff. So, so funny, informative. It's great. Um, podcaster, businesswoman, entrepreneur, like you Mother are, of how many? 12 kids? I only have four. Oh, four. Okay. Yeah, only four. Four. It, it feels, feels like, like 12. 12. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> so she is here today to, to talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I love that song. I'm not going to run by even trying this. I love that song. <laughs> I love, I, I, yes. Anyway, I could go on. Uh, we should just have a little sing-a-thong. Are you ready? You want to sing? I love to sing, but no, no. one will hear me. And I, I really only like to sing Taylor Swift. She's my lady. Oh my gosh. I went for her new one. <laughs> All right. I still, so. I still respect you overall, but there is a. <laughs> Which one? Because we both love Taylor. Des is probably just as much in love with her as she is with me. I'll say I've she always loves Taylor Swift. I've always loved Jessica from afar. I'm talking about you, Holly. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> well, there's the uh, there's the reality right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna jump right into this. So, uh, I mean, Jessica- come on, I, I have to say real quickly. Okay, go. Look at Jessica and Jonathan. They're like this gorgeous couple. How could you not love them? I mean, they're this gorgeous, this sexy couple, you know. So what is yeah, the, exactly. You, Jonathan? Little spanking, Mr. You know. Sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sexy, who is also my business partner in another business that we have, CCS Empowerment. Can and, I just uh, call him Mr. Sexy? Is I that can't. Okay? I can't. That is probably the only time no, I'm going to say this. I'm asking, I'm asking Jessica. It's not about you, Holly. All if right, I can right, call him. All right, cool. Thank That's all I need. Because I, I get it. I introduce him as Mr. Sexy to pretty much anybody that we meet, including when we go to church. Well, when we used to go in person and um, it's yeah. funny, the reactions, the different reactions. Some people think, oh, cute. So That's cute. weird. Uh-huh. Some people go, oh my gosh, how quick do I get out of this conversation? <laughs> and then what's the first question that people ask? They ask, well, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, hi, this is Mr. Sexy. I'm a sex educator. I do sex coaching. Do you want to talk about sex? No, that's not how I say it. But by the um, way, this entire conversation is happening while she is dressed literally as a clitoris. The vulva. A, a vulva. Excuse me. Vulva. I'm going to say. Like the it's, labia got, it's got the labia. It's got everything here. It's got the so clitoris. It's the full vulva outfit here. I'm hanging out with a vulva. So I just have to say, if somebody questions calling calling him Mr. Sexy, they just need to see him from behind. And that would be <laughs> all you'd need to understand why he's Mr. Sexy. From Gary's perspective. Yes. Oh, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we can go so sideways on this whole conversation, but before we do that anymore, um, Jessica, you have a wonderful podcast that I was actually a guest on and 
Thank you. It was a wonderful experience. I really appreciate uh, being able to share with your audience, and I'm glad that you're here to do the same thing for ours. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, of, like just like your quick and dirty version of how your podcast was born and, and, and just a little bit more about that? Yeah, my podcast started out of this innate desire that I have to speak to women and speak about libido and to more than that, to talk about sex and open up conversations for women specifically and even more specifically women who are in these religious circles. And and there are not just women, not just heterosexual women who hang out with me on the gram or listen to my podcast. But I also, um, but my passion is to open up these conversations Mm -hmm. because it's not happening as much as it needs to be. And it's also not happening in the most productive of ways. A lot of people have learned and are learning about their sex life through pornography and say what you want about pornography, but that's not a great education source. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be the only source. (laughs) And so I, I had this idea for a podcast and whenever you have this idea to do something new, well, that idea came to you for a reason, which means you are the person that's uniquely qualified to make sure you do that. It's also super, super scary. So it took, you know, a handful of months working with a business coach. Mr. Sexy is my tech team. (laughs) And we put this together and we call it what's freedom between the sheets, because that's the ultimate goal is to help women experience sexual freedom. There are so, there's a lot of stigmas. There are so too many women having bad sex, painful sex, no sex, and not because they don't want to, not because they are identifying in a certain way, but because they've lost their libido and they don't know what happened. Right. And you explore that. I love that. You also do uh, pure romance as as well. Pure romance. That is what gave me the platform to start speaking about sex. I started pure romance six and a half years ago, and it came at a really interesting time when Mr. Sexy and I walked away from church because church shamed us away. People in church are fallible. And so, and we figured that out. <laughs> right. So we decided to walk away from that. And I realized, wow, I have no way to connect with women anymore because that's a huge gift that my mom gave me is this passion to connect with women. And I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. Did I think I was going to be a sex educator when I was a little girl? No. In fact, my parents are still uncomfortable with the idea. Oh, fabulous. But, um, <laughs> I forgot what the question was. Uh, Pure romance. Oh yeah. Pure romance. So what happened? So I signed up to do this, this thing after I had my own, cause it's a, it's a party company. And so I invited my girlfriends over. I'd been a hostess for two years. So I was familiar with the products at the time when I decided to sign up for this. Yes, it is direct sales. Our good point to direct sales. There's goodness in it. And, um, I just had a sound of super fun. And I, I thought having extra cash would be awesome because we were really broke. We technically couldn't really have afforded it, but it's literally why I'm here right now in a vulva costume right. talking to you <laughs> because it started my journey through sexual, through sexuality. And in my work as a Christian woman, who's a career Christian, my brain is constantly being stretched in these topics. There is still so much that. I don't know. In fact, I challenge you to go to my Instagram account and find my upside down clitoris. Comment <laughs> when you found it. I will respond. The true story. We actually were just talking about um, that, that, what the clitoris looks like, which is a beautiful thing. It's so detailed because we are. It's okay. 
we're more familiar with what the penis looks like. It's okay. Yeah. But it, it, Gary's like, and we're done. We don't need the visuals. Um, Jessica, could you actually say your what you your product against? You said it really fast. Make sure everybody knows who's listening to our podcast what your what your pure, your true. It's called Pure Romance. Pure, I just wanted to make sure that was a known. Um, and also, then it's sort of I, I just I was curious, and I'm not asking my my question, but uh, with the Pure Romance. Now, because you are a deeply religious person, which I respect about you, that you're able to then go off and and have these wonderful conversations about sex lives, which is great. A lot of a lot of people in general can't, and it seems to be a real problem in in the religious community. Is this is this a faith based product? Does it come from? Is it does it come from some church aspect, or is this just is is it your is is this just a product you decide you wanted to sell? Uh, so if I understand the question, why did I basically start Pure Romances? Was it a faith thing or was it just, I want to make money? It, is is true romance, is it a faith-based oh, okay. product or is it, or is this you just wanted to make money? Sorry, uh, I asked so, that really no. bad. So the Pure Romance company was born out of Patty Brisbane's basic, basement in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's not a, a Christian, technically faith-based company it's uh-huh. not something we even researched until after i bought the the middle grade kit which wasn't a ton of money but it wasn't a tiny bit of money it was middle of the road yeah. and after i signed up i kind of thought what did we just do sweetheart <laughs> and then mr sexy went and started doing some googling and looked up the company and thought wow babe this is a really cool opportunity for oh, you cool. and i think it might be in your wheelhouse and what this did was there's a really amazing training programs within this pure romance company. And that's where I started to learn that there is a clitoris, there's a vagina, there is a vulva. And those three things are all different. Mm-hmm. And it took me into adulthood and joining a direct sales company to realize that. And I still posted my clitoris upside down on the internet. <laughs> We're still okay, learning. So- it's, it's, you know, it's fun that well, we can yeah. have these honest conversations. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. If you didn't know you were learning, if you weren't learning, it's almost what's the point of having sex, you know, so you, you hopefully you're always learning. Actually, my question for you, which I'm hoping because whenever we have guests, we ask them, wh- whoever they are, um, how did you know, when did you know you were straight? So I was looking through these questions with Mr. Sexy beforehand. And when we came across that one, I was like, what kind of a question is that? You guys know I don't identify exactly. in the exactly. Which is why we asked. And so I was like, oh, that's such a weird question. What am I supposed to say? I don't always know. And Mr. Sexy, he just looks at me. He gives me the eyebrows like, babe. And then, you know, I realized, you know, they probably get that question a lot. And I, it, it might feel do. the same yeah. way that I feel now. And what? Yeah. So to answer your question, I was like five. Um, my first love, his name was William. I would okay. chase him around the kindergarten room trying to kiss him. And the only <laughs> way I was able to make that kiss happen was we played house. And I was the mom and he was the dad. I forced him into it. And he, to get out of playing house, he died. My husband died. And to bring him back to life, I had to kiss him which I did, at which point he ran to my teacher, Miss Chris, said, Miss Chris, Jessica kissed me. And she goes, oh, you mean like this? She grabbed him and gave him this huge ass, 
red lipstick <laughs> kisses on his face, which I'm sure you're not allowed no, to do today. No, I am shocked uh, right now. Like, what? No. Not that's a beautiful like, teacher. Oh, cool. I love that. Okay. Now, your child is traumatized. William, I am so sorry that you went through that experience. William, that, that trauma needs to be processed. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to say is, William, you're really missed out. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you're, you're, you're the whole packaging. Like, now you're a sex expert. There you go. A sex expert. Yes. Oh yeah, a sex expert. You know, so come on. We do get asked. We All do right. get asked that question a lot as being part of the Alphabet Mafia, which is the LGBTQ community in general. It's like, well, how did you know you were bisexual? Plus, how do you know that you're this? And and a lot of times we're still, many of us are still in that self-discovery. We're still learning about who we are because in a lot of ways we've been stunted during that, what, what period of time we would have had that discovery. Uh, so we're learning as we're older. So it's always fun to, to ask people who aren't traditionally in that alphabet, uh, you know, such as yourself, like, how do you know you were straight? And kind of hear their stories. Yeah. Which is, I really appreciate you opening up. And I've also never had anyone to say, I didn't know I was going to grow up and be a sex bird and wearing a Volvo costume. And yet here I am. So right. I appreciate that. So and I, I loved your coming out story, Jessica. That was beautiful. It Thank was you. a beautiful yeah. coming out story. I came out when people I was five. Will... <laughs> <laughs> to, to tag on to that though, is yeah. that doesn't mean I, I haven't had my own fantasies. I have had my yeah. own lesbian threesome orgy type fantasies. Fantasies are healthy. There's something to be explored. Sometimes a fantasy in your head might be something that is not safe or does not align with your core values to mm -hmm. play out in real life. Or they might be, or might like, you know, the, the, the fantasy of the UPS delivery guy coming to your house and being the housewife, like, oh, so sorry, did my boob just pop out while you're delivering? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are pretty safe fantasies that you can yeah. play out pretty easily. There are fantasies oh, that yeah. can go really dark. There's rape fantasies, you know, and that that doesn't mean you're a nasty person. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or a sinner or, or anything. It's what you do with those fantasies and, and knowing like that's just a fantasy that's in my head. Um, maybe what, what's uncomfortable about this? Maybe a rape fantasy isn't for me. Why don't I shift this and turn it into hardcore sex? That both people can enjoy. That's a healthier fantasy, and it's something that can be played out in a more it. safe way. In a safe way, very, and, and always, very always have consent from your partner. Even Before if you're married, you still even. get to give consent, and you must have it, even in marriage. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, I, my question that I wanted to ask you, because uh, I I use Pure Romance. Um, there are products that I I really enjoy in the product line. But I'm more your atypical client where mm -hmm. I'm a woman, I would use toys, but I'm not the only type of customer that would be interested in both the educational materials for Between the Sheets podcast mm -hmm. or Pure Romance. So do you sell products to the LBTQ community, more in particular to gay men and transgender individuals? Yeah, we um, a couple of years ago, we came out with, I mean, and all of the products can be used for anybody. So if you're transgender and you're dealing with low libido, there's a lot of reasons that you're probably dealing with low libido while you're going through that, but there's no reason that you can't use your lubricant, the lubricant, that you can't use the libido oil, that you can't go grab as a toy. Those are products that can help any person who wants to dive deeper into the sexuality. Specifically, 
there are, you know, some products like, um, a dilator set is, is used for a variety of reasons that a doctor will, will prescribe when during a, a transgender, you know, if you're trying to transition, yeah, yeah transition. Yeah. Um, or, you know, some women are born with a tighter vaginal canal that causes painful sex. And so a doctor might prescribe a dilator set, which costs, uh, which is fairly expensive. And the one on my site is generally much more affordable and it's the same quality, same, same grade. We came out with a collection called the RGB collection and it has a really it has to do with colors. I can't remember the specifics, but it was for the, the, the queer community. And I, I just looked recently, some of the products did get taken down. Like we had these, the shorts that a person could wear and there was a hole in it so that you could put yeah. a, a penis so that you could look like a man while you were going to the bathroom. If you're identifying as a man, but man, how do you go to the bathroom? You know, it was the, but those, those I maybe didn't perform quite as well because it's such a small it's community a and this is a, yeah. a corporation that is trying to make money. Oh, so, and it's a business. Yeah. yeah. So there's gotta be business. Decisions. And so there are, there's still some of the RGB toys up on the website, like um, strap-ons of a strapless strap-on, which sounds really fun because both ends vibrate and you wear it together and you go, I'm like, I'm like strapless <gasps> bra just came to my mind. I'm like, I got some big knockers and strap and bras do strapless bras do not work for me. And I'm mm. like a strapless. What? No, I don't see. I'm like already confused. Now I have to a, see how this. So the strapless, um, I, I don't know why they call it a strapless strap on vibrator because there's nothing to strap on. So just call it a vibrator um, for, uh, essentially uh, two women who want to have a vaginal stimulation together. Yeah. Now, now, you know, well, and I'm again, this uh, Dean said I could talk as much as I want to stuff. Dean and I've used a similar thing where we both would have anal sex together at the same mm -hmm. time using that. Yeah, so totally. we, you know, yeah, oh, okay. we can do that also. Learn, so learn it, it goes both ways. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, can I, I, can I back up just a second? Yeah. Cause I, I have no idea, Jessica, what, when you talk about a a dial you said a dilator dilator, dilator set what that what does yeah what does that actually if you don't what does that do just so, so our the listeners. dilator set on my website has little they're they're about you know they, they range in, in girth so they're getting they're anywhere mm -hmm. from you know a couple inches long um and then they kind of get a little bit bigger just depending on what size is comfortable and they're yeah. used to they're used for sexual health they're prescribed by doctors to help with transitioning um from uh oh gosh it would uh i male to female um if my recollection is correct and also if a woman has a really tight vaginal canal and it could be because of a surgery, it could be because of a trauma that has happened. It could be because she was born that way and she doesn't want to have painful sex for the rest of her life. And so a doctor, one of the things he might recommend is a dilator set, which you just um, insert the little, it looks like a little vibrator. It doesn't vibrate. It looks like a, or maybe a, a butt plug because there's a little bit of a platform underneath. It's, okay. not, it's okay. not for anal sex. It's not for sex it's for health health reasons so it just it literally it's okay. It, okay is it just starts stretching out the vagina i'm probably saying that's so wrong but well, is that kind well, of yeah, stretching right. out the vaginal canal, vaginal canal. yeah okay it, it makes the penetration more comfortable and there's a lot of reasons why penetration would be uncomfortable mm -hmm. but focusing primarily on this particular topic is that it sounds like the product itself uh helps ease that pain so that that your partner can have fun and enjoy yeah. sex and that's really so that's cool then that 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 
it really is, you know, where we focus would be the transgender community. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, I think that's really awesome that that's an, after this podcast is over, I want to talk to you just for a minute about somebody basically that none of this was true, that you wouldn't, that you did not like the queer community in your group. And we'll talk about it afterwards. I don't, I won't calm out. I just thought you should know. (laughs) I think it's so, I, I think it's interesting that we all have like we have assumptions that we think about other mm-hmm. people and we yeah. need to be as human beings, we just need to be careful about what those assumptions are because they can have unintended harm as a as a result of that. And so um I think it's great that you know voice your opinion if, if it might be it, it might be wrong because then you can you can update it because mm-hmm. it gives that person an opportunity to hear, oh no, that's actually not true. And you could you can go go for, go somewhere with that. Um, my, my so, follow-up question though, real quick, cause, um, okay. cause you know, we, you and I had talked about it in your, in your show, uh, between the sheets podcast, we talked about, um, you know, about the church in general and about sexuality and gender identity in the church and how, uh, there, there's some stigmas in there. And I'm just curious from your perspective, kind of, kind of building on the conversation about, you know, pure romance selling products for, the LBGT community as well as um, members outside of that. Um, how do you personally feel about it? About the stigmas that the church puts out yeah. regarding the queer community? Yeah. I think there's a lot of danger. I don't think that shame, guilt, condemnation, hate, none of that belongs in sexuality. None of that belongs in the world. None of that helps anybody anywhere. People love love to troll my content um especially if i have a piece that's doing really really well and if i'm talking about being a christian and being a sex educator and saying that god can love you even if you identify as part of the queer community people love to hate on that because and what's what's really interesting with what i do is that i'm a christian and i talk about sex for a living which means there are two on those are two hot topics right. that I'm constantly balancing because I need to make sure I'm living up my core beliefs. And what a big one is making sure that I'm not judging people and that people are people and deserve to be loved regardless of who cares what I think about who you're having sex with or anybody else. So in this world of being a Christian sex educator, there's people who are really far, far over here who say, um, masturbation is wrong. You should, only male female relationships are correct. You are um, a degradation to society. You are inter blasphemous words here. Um, and then over here, you have people who are like all, all about what I do. And it's the same way with the, it, it's just a balancing act and it feels really heavy sometimes, but the sweet spaces when we can just have conversations like this mm-hmm. and be okay with each other right. at the end and know that sexuality is not, it's not a black and white conversation. There's a lot of gray in that. And there is so much to constantly learn. There is not nearly enough research done on the female anatomy. And it's apparent if you, because my upside down clitoris, (laughs) I should know that shit. (laughs) So I have to say before I ask my next question, Right now, I swear to God, Holly, we have to get this up as our first YouTube thing because having Jessica talk very seriously and in a good way, but wearing but her uh, vulva yes. 
it's just, it's beautiful. And I'm just sitting here just enjoying every moment of it. And for a gay man to say they're enjoying looking at a Volvo, that says a lot, you know. It does, so say, it does <laughs> say, it does say a lot. And I have to, I, I'll add on top of that before you get into your question here, Gary. Yeah. Is, um, what I like about what Jessica does is that she has a very serious and passionate uh, approach to a very, I would say controversial conversation, right? It is controversial. <laughs> oh, it is controversial yeah. as shit. Yeah. And, 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 but in so many different arenas and yet can still laugh at, laugh at herself and join up, join us on this podcast, dress as a vulva and, and deliver this information to our audience. And that speaks to her podcast. Like if you want to learn more, there's some more information there and she does a great job titling yeah. it out and you can find me to pick pieces that might fit better where you are in your life. And you get and at the end of the show, we'll drop how you can connect with her and other social media platforms. So it's my pure romance work that taught me to bring humor into the conversation because I used to do girl parties and I, oh, yeah. I you'd, yeah. people, I'd have a hostess and you'd get all the free perks and you, they invite the girlfriends over and I show up not wearing a vulva uniform. I wear normal clothes and I do a demonstration. Well, I would use no cards and I would just say, this product is for this and this is for that. And here's how you can do this. <laughs> and then as I started to get more in tune with the company and I started doing, going to trainings yeah. and I started seeing other consultants make hilarious jokes about like and dolphin it, sex because that's a great gateway to bring some humor and talk about anal sex in a way that's not quite as scary and dolphin sex is when you're kind of going eh, 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 because your partner is trying to <laughs> poke in the back door while you're laying in bed maybe spooning and you're like eh, 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 get away get away yep. that's and then you can well with <laughs> anal sex you need a lot more you know you need a certain you know things happening like you can't just for the most part, shove no. it in and get it done. That isn't how you have the you best anal sex ever. happening first. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. You need a little love and a little, a little, a love and a little, maybe a little tongue action just to make sure it's all ready. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I can have this conversation with you, Jessica. All along. It, Holly would get so embarrassed, but this. I'm, is, I'm, I've gotten so much better and I'm more open about. Oh, about she has the conversations. But Sorry, I have to. I, I, I'm assuming you, like, she had no idea, and you may not, in the gay culture, what puppy meant in the gay culture. She had no clue. No. And I had to send her pictures. Puppies. Oh, puppies. Puppies. Where, dre- where, where people dress as, uh, in leather, like, With dog, puppy costumes. Pu- puppy costumes, and they, and a dog collar and everything, and that's a, it's yeah. a fantasy thing. Yeah. yeah. So, what's interesting to me is that I learn, I'm learning the terms the, se- yeah. the terms for the sexy things that I've been doing for most of my life. Oh yeah. I didn't know there was a name for it. I didn't know there was a name for edging and pegging. I didn't know that those were terms yeah. for things that I was already practicing in my sex life, which means it doesn't mean you're dumb because you don't know what it's called. I know exactly oh, no. what you're talking about with the puppy saying, I've never known what it's called. I've seen oh, it happen. Right. Well, I'm not, by, yeah. And like, and by no means Holly's a very smart person. It's just, then, because I, I wasn't, she wasn't understanding, so I had to send her pictures. And then she goes, yeah, so, and you saw her and, face just turn red. How do you feel, or do you feel empowered when you find out that there is a description for something that you are doing or have experienced? I actually feel annoyed. Okay. I don't, I, I, and I don't know exactly where that comes from. And when I was, I listened to different like, you know, sex podcasts and I follow different sex educators yeah. and I'll see a post that talks about pegging um, or no, let's talk about edging. 
edging. I'm all edging. What is that? Like, it, it sounds kind of what I think in my head. And then I, I look it up and I go, oh, well, I was, did that to myself when I was 10 year old, 10 years old is I, you know, I took yeah. myself to the edge and then stopped. And I did that. And sometimes it would be frustrating because I would lose the orgasm completely. And I was like, well, shit, how am I going to go to sleep now? And because masturbation happened oh, yeah. way younger than I think most people want to w- w- realize. And so I just, it's cool that there's a term for it, but I doesn't need to be. Well, I just you don't think, kind of, you don't think okay. it helps the conversation? Like, See, I think I, I, I didn't know that was God. a thing. Oh, right. You, I didn't oh, know that was a thing. And now I, now well, I have and, a word and information that. And I, I like where I, I see where you're coming from because it's something in your mind uh, where um, Jessica, you're thinking, Oh, I just did it on my own. Look how amazing I am. But the nice part about it is it's able then you're able then to talk with groups and you can say edging mm-hmm. or anal yeah. sex, whatever it is. And that it, it can lead them into the conversation easier. Cause there's yeah. at least a, people are so into categories, you, you yeah. know, that it helps them. They, they, they get comfortable. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. You know? And so that's the nice part about it. My question, my question, we've sort of covered it really already is that, um, what what is it um, being a very deeply religious person? What how does how does it work selling your products to your like church members? How, um, how does that go? The first pure romance party that I ever threw, and oh my god, the first party that I went to was with my best friend's mom. And my best friend couldn't go, and we've been married for three months, and I didn't know what I was getting into, and I found myself in a dark room in a circle of like 15 women all from my church. And for the first time as a 22 year old, three month old married, married young woman, I saw my church community discussing sex in an open way, trying on lingerie and cat calling. I was like, cool. So I booked a party, of course, was super excited to get free between the sheets, which helps eliminate the wet spot. And (laughs) I did everything that my consultant told me to do, who's ultimately the woman I am signed up under. Her name is Deborah Wright. She's amazing at what she does. And um, where was I going with my story? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like pure romance. Oh, yeah. So I did everything that she told me to do to invite people to this party. I filled out my pink invitations. I had 40. I handed every single invitation out at my church, every single one. I invited everybody, my pastor's wife, the old church ladies. And I just, I think I probably told them, Oh, it's a girl party. We're going to talk about, I don't even know what I said. And I had a pretty decent party. My mom's house was filled with women from my church. And it was hilarious to see the different reactions when my consultant Deborah brought out the vibrators. Some of the women would grab them and just look at them and play with the settings. And you could tell they're thinking about, Ooh, hmm, how would this help me? Ooh, I think I might like this. And then there were the women who would hold it, the vibrator by two fingers Uh away from each other, and then just pass it along. Like it was going to bite them or like it smelled bad. And one woman said, you know, I have my husband. I don't need this. Yeah. But your husband can't vibrate and spin like that toy. <laughs> and I didn't say that I was not this person right, now I just right. was very quiet and I was sitting next to her actually and I in my head I thought oh that's that's funny and and nothing really huge but just knowing that a lot of Christians 
have this idea that sex products are wrong inherently and that they're sinful and that they're shameful. And that if you have a toy, you cannot do what a penis can do or what another body part can do that you shouldn't need it. And that's right. so far or that it's somehow the replacing truth. your right. partner and it's, and it's not. I'm so passionate about talking about toys and how toys can benefit you and your relationship, your overall health, your sexual health. And everybody should have a, a selection of vibrators. Everybody should have them and they should be fully charged and cleaned. They should be fully charged and cleaned before and after use technically. That is, yes. that is the best. <laughs> the best. But also just make sure you clean your stuff. True. So, <laughs> um, or you don't have to. It's, you know, it's your choice. How, you know, how you want to do it. But um, So I, this is kind of a personal question. Um, and, and I think a lot of what we talked about is kind of personal. But this is involving more of your kiddos. Totally. I love um, talking about my kids and sex. It's a conversation do. we should all be having with and, that. And she does. She does. And I've, we've known each other for a while and she has very healthy conversations with her kids, age appropriate conversations with her kids. Uh, so my question for you as a parent, how would you feel if your son came to you and said, I am gay or I'm transgender or I'm non-binary? That would definitely, that would be weird because you know, what we talked about earlier today is as a parent, when we have our kids, we have our own ideas kind of, of how we see their future playing out, whether mm-hmm. we realize it or not. And I definitely do. Now, I don't know exactly what each of my kids is going to do when they grow up. I know Emily, you know, my, she's my second grader right now. She's going to do amazing things. And part of me, I, it believes I have this vision of, of where my work is going to take me. And I believe the visions are given to, given to you by God or by the higher power that you believe in. And I, um, and I've been thinking, well, what if that dream I'm working towards that dream because it's not for me. It's not about me. Maybe it's about this little diva over here who copies everything that I do. And so one of my kids were to come out and say, Hey, I I'm thinking I might be attracted to people who are of the same sex as me, or I think I feel like I'm in the wrong body. What that would do first is just open up conversations fast I believe that any of my kids would be, will be comfortable to come to me with those questions because of the, the conversations we are already having. It's really, really hard for me when I hear about people who have been shamed about sexuality for their entire lives, when it could have been stopped if their parents were just able to say, Hey, I see you. I, 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 I heard you masturbating last night, or I kind of, I kind of heard some noises coming from your bedroom, or I noticed, um, you know, your bed sheets. I want to make sure that, you know, I want to let you know I'm here. Um, do you have any questions? I want you to know that you're normal. I want you to know that I'm a safe place. It can feel so tricky to navigate, but your kids really need that. Mm-hmm. And you is when you're uncomfortable and you can even say, I'm a fish out of water here. I'm learning myself. I just want you to have a better relationship with yourself than I did. And that is what I'm trying to instill to my kids. Mm-hmm. And Emily's taken that. Oh my gosh, that girl <laughs> runs with it. She is a personality I, and a half and it's beautiful. She just, she asks, she asks some of the most random questions about sex. Some of the most random times. And it's just becoming funny. And um, we just, we answer them based on her level. So to the original question, okay. what would I do if my kids came out? If one of them or all of them came out as being something different than what I thought? Well, I don't know, but I know we would start by talking about it a lot. Sure. 
I, I, my, my thing I put out there for parents. Honest answer. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. My encouragement to any parent and, and I'm not a, a biological parent myself, but um, just understanding human beings and understanding what parents expectations are. I think that's where a lot of the initial shock is for parents when they find out their kids aren't meeting what that proverbial expectation is of a heteronormative growing up. Oh, you're going to get married and you're going to have kids. Oh, well, you're gay. So you're not going to get married. You're not going to have kids. And that's not true. And so right. uh, allowing your parents to kind of grieve that expectation and for them to trans transition through that out it's going to be helpful for both of you. And that starts with what Jessica just said, having conversations is open it up and let's talk about it. It doesn't have to be based in hate or, or fear or anything like that, but just open it up and, and learn, learn from each other. Um, I know you to be a mama bear at, at source. Like mm-hmm. it's like anyone you're protective of your kids uh, and, and kids are bullied regardless of their gender identity or sexual preference. If your kid was being bullied, let's say they do come out and they're being bullied. What is your, what is your, uh, what, what was your, what would your mama bear do in that? If they're being bullied for saying, Hey, you know, okay. Yeah. So my first reaction is I'd be putting on my vulva suit, um, <laughs> putting my hair back <laughs> in a ponytail <laughs> suit. and I'd be going to that kid at the playground saying, motherfucker, Good. don't do that shit. Yeah. Now that's, I love it. I love it. I would Get beat down by a vulva. That's what's up. In reality, <laughs> in reality, it come. We would talk about it. My platform, um, with all of my social medias, with my podcast, my platform, my me- my message. The number one thing I want you to leave with is talk about it. Talk about the bullying. What makes you different? How do you feel about being different? Are you okay being different? Do you want it? Do you want to change? And it's okay to say yes to that. And okay, well. Now, what can we do about this situation? Can you, you know, do you need to learn how to fight? Do we need to get counseling? Do we need to talk to the schools? Do, do you need to just um, m- not be in that place at that time? Do you need to eat lunch at a different spot? Do you need to make sure that you're, you know, in eyesight of teachers when you're on the playground? Um, and, and that's, again, how, how I would address that is starting the conversation with my kid and definitely whatever authorities are in place. Like, so if it's happening at school, oh yeah, we'd be on the phone with the principal saying, we're going to have a talk <laughs> because mm-hmm. bullying is, is not a thing that should it's ever be happening. Yeah. It goes back to that conversation. It's like the, the shame doesn't have a place in our sexuality. It, sh- it shouldn't have a place in our church and should it have a place in our playground. And it builds again on that aspect of you know, regardless of who they are as human beings, you're a mother, you're going to want to protect them. And it starts with having conversations like what are the best bets of that? And, and how can we make this a better and safer place for you? And I love that. I love that mm-hmm. you have that. just like any mother would have is that visceral protection. And, you know, hurt kids, hurt kids, just like hurt adults, mm-hmm. hurt adults, uh-huh. hurt people, hurt people. That bully, I would put really good money down that that person is in a state of hurt because of abuse, because of neglect, because of their own shame, because of um, being poor, because there's so many reasons. And I truly believe that that bully needs help just as much as the kid being bullied. And that we need to, when a kid's being bullied, we really need to support that kid who's being bullied because if they don't figure, figure that out and they're not able to move out of that, they're going to become the bully right. because hurt people hurt people until you can let they're going to become the online trolls of the world. Yeah. Or the people who beats people up at the, you know, the adult playground, which is the bar. 
<laughs> I do miss the adult playground. I'm yeah. hoping that we can get have a little more adult playgrounds. Um, so kind of on the same vein of kids, if you know, if you were to, you know, I guess from the perspective of like your 10-year-old self, like mm-hmm. what would your young human self think of who you are today and what you what you do for a living and and just who you are, what you're doing as an educator. think she would think it was really really weird and embarrassing really okay i think a 10 year old that would yeah, yeah. As a I, I think that's very girl. honest that's a good and my parents i embarrass my parents i currently currently in this currently moment as i embarrass my parents and i don't get much support from my family on either side from um, Mr. Sexy's family or mine. Not that anyone says, Oh, you're a sinner. You shouldn't do this work, Mm. but there's no active support. They don't follow my social media. They don't listen to my podcast. And if they do, they're doing it in complete secret and not telling me. Although my sister-in-law, she, her and I have really great conversations. We've got a really great connection, but other than that, um, I, as a 10 year old, my 10 year old self, I would think that this is a really weird job. And even, and I kind of say that when I look at my own daughter, she's eight, she rolls her eyes and she's like, mom, you're in your vagina suit. Please don't wear that to Walmart. Gosh. <laughs> I could totally see her doing that. Um, I, okay. So have you worn it to the Walmart? Cause that's awesome. Yes. No, but it's because I'm worried about getting arrested. I don't know if what's allowed. Oh, okay, can I'm we, not, I don't can know. we, after we're done with this podcast, can we go to Starbucks? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with a friend. We'll go with a friend. I'll, pr- I'll protect you. <laughs> we won't arrest you. That's to get through. Okay, so if you're going to protect her, you're going to be dressed as a condom? Yeah, I'm going to be dressed as a condom. Over okay. here. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, there you go. Female condom. <laughs> This is a great business. Anybody, this suit is made. So if you have basic sewing skills, you could totally make suits. I'm totally going to. And I would like it to. So there's a problem with this one. Yeah. The top of my clitoris flips over. So I had to pin it up. I was noticing there were some things here that I would help in in just being an expert. Um, Holly, did you ask if you could touch our clitoris? I'm just out. Oh, yeah. Consent is always in the thing. Always important. (laughs) And no, I don't want my clitoris being touched. The pinning here is it's great. I love it. Did you hear me? Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) And she still ignored you. She just, I I witnessed it. No, that's a false sentence. No, it's a false sentence, Holly. (laughs) But um, now I'm ready for you. Oh, okay. Um, is there anything that you would like our our listeners to know um, either in terms of like sexual products or sexual knowledge uh, resources uh, anything along those veins that you think our listeners could value there's a lot that I think that um, there's a there's a lot (laughs) so go go listen pick your top three go listen to the freedom between the sheets podcast that nobody nobody deserves to be shamed for their sexuality or their preferences. And we need to continue to talk about it so that that shame becomes less and less and less till it's not existent. And not just in the queer community, but in general, that shame doesn't need to exist. And so that's, that's what I'm about is um, however you identify what religious preferences you have um, love people 
And yeah. who who cares what people are doing in the privacy of their bedrooms? I don't know why we as a society <laughs> care so much about that. about it. People are obsessed. Because we're pervs in the end. I mean, that's what I mean, it really, is. We, we're, like, we're what do you pervs. care if I successfully yeah. had sex and I birthed a child? Like, And what is successful sex even mean? Yeah, that's going like, to be a different definition based on you. Exactly. So... So where can people find you in the social media world? My podcast is Freedom Between the Sheets. Look it up wherever you listen from. Please follow. If you get any value from the episode or episodes you listen to, drop a favorable review. And if it gets read on the air, you there's a link that you can click and you get a personalized free gift from me. What? Yes. There's a lot All of right. things you can learn here. I love it. Um, thank you. If you uh, are listening to this podcast and it, it generated questions for you and you want to share that with us, please connect with us on any of our social media accounts uh, or on Jessica's. That way we can we can meet those needs and we can do that anonymously or we can uh, connect on it in various different platforms. So thank you so much, Jessica, for for being here. I really I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the value that you bring to our listeners and I learned a lot about edging today um, and, uh, and the value of a good vulva costume, which I might have to invest in. Um, we're going to, we're after we wrap up this show, we're going to, we're actually going to put up a few pictures. So you'll see those on our social media accounts. So j- go to either one of our accounts to see what, how ridiculous we look today. It's going to so, be fabulous. What makes the costume so odd. And it's because if I just turn my head, my glasses get in the way, but I can't really kind of hurt. So now if I turn my head like this, yeah. So I have to turn my entire body to face you. So it's I mean, the most awkward thing. You know, it's fine. It's all good. Well, that's it's our a, show. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, be well. And be queer, you fuckers. Hello and welcome to the Queer Corner. Corner, 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 corner. We're still looking for a sound specialist. If you know anybody, please give them our contact information. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that was such a great interview. I, I really enjoyed having Jessica on the show. Uh, they are definitely open for future questions to, you know, if, if we generated a conversation in you, I don't know that I necessarily have any at this moment, but I feel comfortable reaching out to her. If something comes up then I'm like, yeah, I'd like to learn a little bit more about, whatever and any explicit sex i don't want you to just do it but if you have truly make sure the questions you ask are very explicit and tell holly she has to read them on the air oh my god just so you can see my face is that why yeah my face and then i will read them so that actually sounds professional (laughs) oh i mean i i don't mean to be i don't mean for my face to get like red and flushed about it i'm not approved but there are no you're not that's what's so funny but there are some there are just some things i think it's because it's you gary like if it was anyone else i think it'd probably be okay well every anyone else except for you and jessica's husband i probably it just i don't know it's just i don't talk about sex with men like that's just not a comfort thing that i have like i don't mind talking to women about it and i don't mean talk to women about it in terms of like i have a sexual interest in them i just feel more comfortable talking to another woman, whether they're straight or not straight or whatever, I feel more comfortable sharing personal things, asking questions. It's just, it's a comfort level. I didn't realize I I had that 
until you made some comments or asked some questions. And I'm like, mm, I can't just. And can't. her face goes. Red, <laughs> do, 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 do. It's just like a okay, shades, so, just shades of red to start coming up yeah. in my face. Shades of red instead of shades of gray. Is, yeah. where, what the, is that the fuck the name of that series of books? 50 shades of gray. Oh, there you go. Okay. So 50 shades of red. Yeah. Which she has I've like never read those books and I have no desire to read those books. I don't sound like they would be a, a entertaining thing for me anyway. All right. So did you have anything for Queer Corner today? Yeah, I do. So in a couple of days, we are going to be joining, uh, we're not joining, uh, in a couple of days, we are going to be in Pride Month. And I wanted to kind of just call some attention to what is the, what is Pride Month? Because that's a, that's something we've talked about a bit in, uh, in our Stonewall episodes. So if you haven't heard it, go jump back into that. But basically, uh, every June is a tribute um, to the Stonewall riots. And we're getting close to being able to throw the glitter on and the color. And hopefully, because people are getting vaccinated and being good human beings, we'll actually be able to go out and, and do a legit uh, legit march, like actually be outdoors. And Colorado can. We're there. And Colorado. Well, okay, fine. Whatever. Colorado. <laughs> Try to be fabulous. Um, no, so, I know what you're saying, though. I shouldn't. I shouldn't take away from your moment. Thank you. God. Anyway, so Pride was born out of this this riot that took place down in the Stonewall Inn in June 28, 1969, where the police had been raiding this inn, which was known as a gay club in Greenwich Village, and it resulted in not only the bar patrons and the staff, but also the neighborhood residents rioting outside um and it lasted for like six days and one individual kind of is credited for leading that riot as we kind of hear the name a lot is marcia pete johnson um a beautiful black trans bisexual woman and they were there so they're largely credited for that as well as a few other people so check again check out that it was a fun episode that we did and i really enjoyed that but basically the the message was the protesters were, were demanding that there there be places for the LBGT plus people to go and, and be open with their sexuality without being uh, arrested or abused, um, which it's it snowballed into so many other things that we have now as a community. And so June is kind of that month, like we celebrate it. And we have Pride Day, which is usually on the 28th, but every every state celebrates a day slightly different from others. And I believe that's also true for multiple countries um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the rainbow flag. So it was initially, it was actually a gay politician named Harvey Milk who asked a talented designer, Gilbert Barker, to design an all-encompassing symbol to take on the San Francisco's Pride March um, in 1978. Uh, so unfortunately, Harvey Milk, along with um, the mayor, George Mus- Moscone, um, they were assassinated in Sa- in San Francisco City Hall, and I'm not going to give names to the person who committed said crime. It was it was terrible, uh, but basically, he was the one to like instigate this beautiful, colorful flag that we are w- hanging with pride. Um, and then the the last little thing I just want to mention about pride that I thought was interesting, and I had I didn't realize this, but Bill Clinton, so President Bill Clinton, was the first. U.S. president to officially recognize Pride Month in 1999 and in 2000. And then since 
Then from 09 to 16, Barack Obama declared June LBGT Pride Month. Um, I just, I think that's a fascination. This is not that long ago. Like our rights as members of the LBGT community has been really only these last handful of years. And it's from the hard work that we're all doing and will continue to do and fighting for women's rights, the rights of people of color, the rights of Asians, the right, the rights of any member of the LBGTQ community, they all have to start somewhere. And that starts with the individual. And so I, I, the fact that we have this month and a day and colorful rainbow flag, and we have these, these beautiful fun marches that are again, colorful and energetic is because of the hard work that we have we have already done and continue to do. And I love the, I love pride month because it reminds me of what else can we do? Look at all these people that we're doing this work for, look what we're contributing to the story and to the history of our, of our community. And I'm super excited for pride 2021. And I'm hoping that we get to go out and be fabulous for pride month. I don't know what I'm going to wear. It's possibly going to be a unicorn outfit with glitter or it could be a vulva. I don't know. It's going to be something fun. We'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, no, I'm very, very good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Honestly, I feel bad that I didn't even think of that. So I, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that you you talked about that because that's that is going to be. It's. I think it's going to be more special this time because we are coming out of COVID. It probably won't be quite yeah. as great as some of the ones the past we had as grand, but. I think it it's will also, be smaller. However, it'll be smaller. I think but it's going to be so be nice, great. and we got rid of Trump, so it'll be. If anything, we should be community. celebrating that yeah. and yeah. continuing to celebrate shutting down that kind of hate. Um. So my queer corner, because I was actually gonna, I was gonna do my first uh, deep dive today and and stream it, oh. and while I wasn't able, I got sidetracked because of Facebook shit. So um. I'm going to, I'm going to just list some shows here and to, and well, I, I, you should know if you, if you listen to me at all in our, when we talk about Supergo show where I'm going with this. Oh, gotcha. Um, oh, right, right, right. Uh, Dawson's Creek, Jack and Bobby, Everwood, Dirty Sexy Money, Eli Stone, No Ordinary Family, Brothers and Sisters, Green Lantern, Political Animals. Arrow, The Tomorrow People, Pan, The Mysteries of Laura, Vixen, Freedom Fighters, The Ray, Raised by Wolves, Searchers, Deception, Most Likely Two, Constantine, City of Demons, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, The Red Line, Titans, God Friended Me, Arrow, Katie Keene, Blind Spot, Stargirl, Helter Skelter, an American Myth, Riverdale, Supergirl, Kung Fu, Batwoman, All America, Black Lightning, Superman and Lois, The Flash, Prodigal Son, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, You, Doom Patrol, The Flight Attendant. Those are all series that greg berlanti has executive produced oh the the mega producer the mega producer who is 
Um, in every one of these shows, you will find um, an example of a queer character. The yes. one I can't... So going through these, I hadn't honestly, until I started looking at these, I didn't realize how much of my television viewing was formed by him, quite honestly. I hadn't realized how much... Sure, how of much the, of an influence there was. Yeah. Um, so the every one of these shows, one of I can't say for sure because I never watched it. Um, I didn't like I didn't see Katie King. Um, I didn't see God friended me. Um, but almost every one of these other ones, there is there is a queer character, not just a one-off um or just a just a small little queer character. These they all have layers. Yeah. So Greg Berlanti has been doing this since um, he went on Dawson's Creek. He was asked Dawson to Creek take 2000. over. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been doing this for, you know, a while now and yeah. has had success after success after success. And he, um, when he, that, when they asked him to take over executive producer of Dawson's Creek, he'd never done this shit before. Didn't, hadn't produced or anything. They just asked him to do this. And he had the guts, the balls to say only if I can have a gay storyline where it ends in a kiss. And he did. That it was, was a historical kiss. Yeah. And it was something that just the year before they had the whole Melrose Place thing where they're supposed to show this kiss and they and the actual actors in the scene kissed, but the Fox executive producers cut away so you saw a surprised friend instead. And so that was his deal is I'm going to, you know, as long as I can, if, if I can have this kiss happen, then I will do this. And they go, sure. You know, that, that was, oh, that's what's going to take. Sure. No problem. Sure. So I appreciate, I appreciate that it was a WB at the time, but also I, I really appreciate Greg Berlanti saying, if I'm going to do this, this is, these are my demands. So, um, all right. So when I, I will be doing, um, a live stream that I'll upload to our website that will really, um, and it, I'm calling it, I know it's not what originally said Holly, but I'm calling it Gary's Deep Dive. Um, that will get more into Greg Berlanti and his, uh, how he's almost under the radar fought for queer representation throughout the years. You know, those kind of things. Just, I, I'm not looking for a huge amount. I just want there to be a kiss. Something, right. Yeah. And he's done amazing things a show that i didn't realize he was the executive producer of brothers and sisters anybody a- anybody should watch it but every every queer person should watch that show for the fact that it was the first time that a gay couple you got to see them be a couple you got to see them fight you got to see them have many problems do they were a couple and so i would always recommend it. I love so it. Greg Berlanti is going to be my first I did not realize how prolific he was. And, and oh, yeah. I, I remember you mentioning it and we did talk about it, but I, I hadn't gone into my own deep dive on that. And I realized like over half those shows that you've listed, I'm like, I like those shows because it shows, yeah. it shows humanity in various different ways. It's not just one dimension. Uh, ever. Uh, which was a little ever bit what everything. I got to say. Yeah. Ever what I have to say. I can't remember for sure now. I'd have to look at my my notes. I was getting ready for it. Everwood, it was either the first show, I think it was the first show, where they showed a character with AIDS. And it wasn't a gay male. It was a it was a female who ended up getting AIDS through a blood transfusion. 
So they they went because that was, was a huge like that was, obviously yeah. it was a stigma. But if yeah. you if you had it, it was believed that you only could get it, it was a death one sentence. thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and a death sentence. And so. death sentence. And so it's uh, so that's going to be my hopefully that will get uploaded tomorrow. But my Facebook dilemmas, and then I realized on on my day off, theoretically, mm-hmm. I was really busy today. So, but I'll excuse side will be up tomorrow. But I please uh, be ready for that. You guys will love it. And if you don't. I love you all, even if you're fuckers. <laughs> well, and and on that, I I'm looking forward to doing Holly's hot takes, and that's going to be our news briefs that we're going to be dropping here soon. We're working with someone named Chris, who is fabulous. Chris Thielen, who is an amazing human being. Yes, One thank of my you, dear friends. thank you, thank you. They have reached out to us, and and we've been in kind of communication with them, and just helping us. Um, because it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work to do this stuff, and it's, we love it. Um, it's a it's a labor of love for sure. But to have other people who share in that and who are able to help contribute and make this a great podcast is just truly a blessing. And I look forward to doing that and continuing that work. So, and actually, right. on that note, kind of where you're, we were joking before about a sound person, we would love to have an actual editor of the of our podcast who mm-hmm. could do this stuff for us because. Holly's trying to do this and run her other business and I'm trying to do my shit. And, you know, so it's something, if there's somebody out there who has an interest in it, who knows what they're doing and does not, it does mind not getting paid at first, <laughs> please get a hold of this. That's always the first thing. And I am okay. Yeah. And I'm okay. Continuing to do it. I just, I know yeah. that it will sound better if we had a professional who knew how to use half these softwares. Cause I'm having to learn how to use the things because I didn't want to wait. Cause you, you could get stuck learning something and then never do something because you don't feel completely 100% confident yeah. in how to work a piece of software and, or be comfortable in front of a camera. And I just feel yeah. like I rather learn and share that experience with you guys and encourage and empower you to do the same in your, in your own community, because you're just not going to do it. If you're always going to get stuck in that, that, that frozen mode. And I'm one of those people that tries to push outside the comfort zone. I sometimes get stuck, but I try to yeah. push but anyway. We're going to move into our our questions. So if you have questions for us and you want to ask us, uh, make sure to drop those in our, in our social media or drop them in email so that we can ask them here on our segment of queer corner corner. All right, Gary, you want to, do you have a question you want to start us off with? Yeah, I'll start off with the question this time. Um, Okay. So knowing that when you finally came out and you I mean, almost everybody, there's some nervousness that happens. What, you know, and sticking along with having our wonderful Jessica on our program today. Yes. Did you have any reservations about how to have sex with another woman? Absolutely. Yeah. It, you're, as a, as a, I don't know, as a young human, I feel like we had a lot of media and conversations around uh you know just stick it in and it's it's just plug and play it's just easy it's just that you know conversation about what heterosex is and heterosex relationship is and so mm-hmm. when i had this realization it and my realization was like i have a crush on this person oh shit i'm gay oh that makes so much sense like literally that fast <laughs> and so i immediately you know i tell my family i've talked about this before on our show and and then this my 
my friend at the time, a really close friend of mine at the time, uh, who had gone to uh, an anti-gay uh, uh, anti-gay march in Seattle. We had, we were marching against the rights of people uh, of the LGBT community, and we were part of a church group at the time. And in the middle of all of this, we realized like this is not what we thought this was. Like we were young and dumb, and anyway, left the church. Flash forward four years later, I'm coming out to everybody. I come out to my family, come out to my friends. I tell my best friend. My best friend jumps in the car, drives six hours, and meets me at my college to say, I am in love with you. Now, mind you, they have never been with anyone else other than a heterosexual relationship. So it was all very new. We did they've had at least some sexual experience, but I have had none. And it was just, it was, I don't know, it was really, it was just really, like, basically it was just masturbation is all it really was uh, at first, you know, we kind of learn and grow from that and it was awkward and whatever, but what I liked, I, I really liked about that relationship, especially early on is we talked about it. We talked about what we liked and what we didn't like. Uh, we researched and looked into other options and said, Hey, would you be okay if we tried with the toy? Would you be okay if we tried with Lou? Would you be okay if we did this? And we explored those things and we talked about those things. And I really do value that part of the relationship. We ultimately it ended because there were some unhealthy aspects um, contributed by both of us, but there's some unhealthy aspects of that relationship too. Uh, but when it came to like being physically intimate, we were really good at communicating. And I'm very fortunate for that because I know a lot of people don't have that. Um, it was, but it was awkward, especially when I, I had a one night stand with a, a college mate and they were very experienced and knew way more than what the internet was going to teach me. And that was, it was wild and, but also very different. Like they didn't have that intimate connection of like, well, I like to talk about that a little bit. Did you take um, mental notes though? Oh yeah, I'm really good at yeah, some things say. now. <laughs> I'm really good at some things now. Um, so there's definitely some lessons learned, and it was consensual. Yeah. But it's yeah. there's a there's a difference between a one night stand and a difference between you know someone you had this deep connection with um, and sharing those experiences with the, with each other. And so for me, I got in that moment, I had that I had this weird, diverse experience, and I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about that until um, I've had some you know conversations over the last couple of months with some friends. Uh, Jessica and and my wife, just like you know, I'm just really curious, like why why this or why that and why why are people so weird and uncomfortable when they talk about sex and why does it why do some people hurt and once and other people don't? Um, so I just yeah, I found it fascinating that my my own experience could possibly yeah. help someone else. So yeah, good question. I really enjoyed our conversation with Jessica. I think there was a lot of useful information in there. Um, I know you, Gary, you, you just, you'll answer any, any question. And, and for some reason, I find myself like not being able to ask you like this really like deep, gnarly questions. Uh, and I will eventually one day come up with something that's going to throw you for a loop again, but I don't have anything that grand grand for you. Well, just ask me a, a question then. Um, well, I, so you know what? I take it back. I do have a question for you. Um, as a man who has lost, as, how much weight have you lost now? A little over 80 pounds. 
So I don't know about anyone else, but when you lose that much weight, you're, you basically lost a person, at least a half a person. Um, that's, that has to change things in the bedroom. Uh, more, yeah, to a degree. Yes, it has. Um, more, the issue is I've become like a fucking horny teenager again. <laughs> um, I have to, um, there's, um, yeah, there were some, um, initial, uh, one of Dean and my favorite positions is 69ing. And that proved to be interesting. The first time we tried it was all of a sudden where there's a point where our ribs connected with each other. And I have never had ribs before. I mean, I know they're there, but they just never existed. Right. I just have a lot of cushion. So that was really interesting. But more really poor Dean. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's getting close to retirement. And I'm like, oh, no, let's fuck again. You know, and there's been <laughs> times where I've had to, you know. He's got to work on his stamina. <laughs> so, it's, you know, at times I'll just, I go, oh, oh, okay, you're, you're tired, you don't have sex. Okay, well, I'll just jack off here. Just give me a minute. You know, that, that's been more of the issue is that I've just, I've been fucking like a horny teenager again and i knew it was going to happen i didn't understand to the degree it was going to happen is I, that a typical effect that happens after someone goes through the they surgery said that, yeah yeah your testosterone because whatever it does it likes because you've cut off areas where you can just absorb into so oh. it, it's my testosterone has just gone fucking crazy and so i have to be um see so again i'll talk about anything so uh like with swimming now yeah i have to go because I, I don't know when, like, say, just having a shower can excite me because it hits me the wrong places. So I have to go into one of the showers with a with a curtain on it in case I spring to happiness, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's um um, it's been uh that one I wasn't quite ex- expecting to be. I mean, the poor I I mean, Dean is going, oh God, just leave me alone. <laughs> You're okay, fine. I'll give you a quick hand job. Just stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> put it away i'm done yeah well, like, are you guys able to have the the conversations necessary to kind of go through that or are you guys oh hell okay? dean and i have that's we've been so open about all sexual things from the very beginning of good, our relationship good. that's that, never that's helpful yeah. because at least you can communicate your needs they can communicate communicate yeah. their needs and respect and um I think that's really good. I think it's good to have those conversations because one, you should always have consent in your relationship, even if you've been married for 19 years. Um, That's cool. I I like the fact that I don't think either of us have ever said no to something because we trust each other enough to know that in the middle of something we go, no, (laughs) we've crossed the line. And really that's never happened. Um, We have tried some wonderful wonderful things that so and this i think it's, as long as you're open i yeah you know because you i don't i can't imagine ever saying no because it's so open and you trust the other person so completely so mm-hmm. I, I i can't imagine that anyway but um All well right. I ha- i've already got my question for next week to ask you now i think <laughs> i <laughs> If you are wanting to jump on the show with us and, and be a guest on our show, email us at conundrum at conundrum.com so we can discuss the details on that. Uh, we're looking for people who can share uh, their, not not their experiences so much as like resources, like talking about uh, resources that can help the community, um, but also experiences. Let's just, just shoot us your ideas um, or people that we you'd think that would be a great contact for us. 
Conundrum at Conundrum.com. That is our show. Until next time, be well. And be queer, you beautiful motherfuckers. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Conundrum Podcast. And email us at Queernundrum at Queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>